being taken in by the hatred before you and trying to fulfill your own desires. This is the furthest from what a hero should be. So says the hero Killer Stain. And we're going to talk about that as we dive into the second half of season two of My Hero Academia this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody! How the hell are you, man? Oh, I'm good, man. Glad to be back for another episode of Shonen and Suds. And, uh, oh, me too. Ready to dive into part two of My Hero. but uh, oh. Part two of season two, I should say. But how are you? Oh man, Cody, I am exhausted. It's been a been a big day of doing adult things. Uh, I, I urge everybody keep your taxes as simple as possible. The older you get, because it'll 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 turn your brains into mush. But you know, it is what it is. So, Cody, I I I've got my drinks ready. I'm I'm about to crack them before. I'm about to crack one before we even get started. So we'll we'll get to that as I crack this old boy open. Before we get too oh. far ahead, Chris, I am Cody Snyder. Oh, and I am an exhausted Chris Adams. <laughs> and of course, welcome back to Shonen and Suds. As we t- as we said at the top of this thing, we're covering season t- uh, second half of season two. And uh, I, you know, I didn't care for the first half of season two. I mean, I liked it. I liked it in the sense that you know it was for the first time in a while a tournament makes sense, and there was some really big story pieces happening in the background. So. For someone who doesn't really like arcs with like where it's just literally just a fighting tournament, I thought it was done very well, and it really tees us up for the second half of this thing. And the second half is all fucking gas. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, honestly. Um, and I, we and- cover a lot here, honestly. I, not, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but like this, the second half covers so much. Like there was a point where I was watching it, and I was like. Holy shit, have I moved on to a new season? Like, for there were a couple times, because it's been a while since I've actually watched this season. Like, this, I've actually, this time I'm watching it now is only the second time that I've watched it. Um, so I thought I had skipped ahead. I thought I was already in season three, but no, we just get that much information crammed into these 13 episodes. Yeah, there's a few episodes that are super, like, storyline heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a few that are just like, not so much filler, but they're just kind of like, all right, so-and-so versus so-and-so. It's just like the school matchups for the final exam. Um, yeah, but, which but in the mix don't there, really do there's much. A ton of, yeah, there's a ton of storyline in between so, them. However, I will say, you know, now that I, I, I remember what's going on, on in Season 3, those matchups, they, 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 they give a little bit of info going into the next season. Because, and we'll talk about that when we get to those episodes. But, I mean, there's really, in that whole thing, there's really only one fight that matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Chris, I know, I know you already cracked it, but uh, what, are you, what are you drinking over there? Well, Cody, I am sipping on, uh, you know, because we figured out last week that these hard seltzers and ciders and lemonades and teas, they just don't die. In fact, they, they are much like the Bebe's kids of, uh, of alcoholic beverages. They just multiply. <laughs> um, so I went ahead and got the, uh, the truly tropical hard seltzer pack. And um, right now. I am sipping on the truly pineapple hard seltzer. Love that, Chris. Well, uh, I went ahead and I sent you some images earlier this week where I was. You at, did. I was Man. basically at at Friar Tux. It's like an an alcohol emporium, really, out here. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> fucking name for an alcohol store. <laughs> Friar Tux Alcohol Emporium. Yep, and beautiful. Uh, I managed to find the Bud Light out of the office seltzer pack. Um, so oh me, my god! So I got first up. This flavor of the week is the strawberry daiquiri. Go on. Mm, that was a good crack. 
Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it oh, tastes man. pretty close to a yeah, like a strawberry daiquiri, honestly. Man, you feel feel like you're you're sitting poolside then, aren't you? That's right, Chris. And uh, in which it was a sunny day here in St. Louis, about seventy-five degrees. Everything is good. Same. We got strawberry daiquiri. Beautiful day here. Well, Chris. Sipping on some pineapple seltzers, but uh, no, please, go ahead, sir. We got our drinks, and uh, I think it's time we dive into Season 2, Part 2. Absolutely, my friend. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and take the keys. Uh, you, know, we're, we're, you know, we're driving while intoxicated, but you know what? It's okay in this fantasy world we live in. But, uh, <laughs> not in real life. Remember that. That's right. But uh, yeah, so we're this so see the second half of season two pretty much opens up a, a few days after the sports festival. Um, normal classes have resumed at school, um, and what I like here is really cool. And this is to me is where things really start to change for the students uh, at, at like a social level because uh, pretty much like Deku's like crammed on the train and everybody's like, oh shit, that's a uh, you're Midoriya from from class one A. We saw you at the sports festival. So they're starting to get a lot of that. Like these students have already started to gain some notoriety. Um, so as they're all heading to school, um, the big thing happening here is, um, you know, Tenya runs up past uh, Deku and, you know, Deku cl clearly, you know, as we left off, um, his brother had fallen victim to the hero killer Stain. Um, and of course, you know, Midoriya is definitely worried about, um, about Tenya here, but, you know, Tenya just kind of brushes it off, says, you know, hey, you know, I'm fine, don't worry about it, you know, let's get to class, right? So that's really kind of the big thing, and uh, of course, as class starts, Cody, we got our old pal, uh, our, you know, our, our favorite teacher, Mr. Shota Aizawa, he has fully recovered, um, as he says that recovery girl maybe, maybe used a little too much juice on him. Yeah, yeah he's no longer mummified. We get to see. That's right. We get to see back his, to normal. We get to see his sweet hair flowing, his bloodshot eyes, because he never blinks. Oh God, no! <laughs> but he's no, back. But this, uh, absolutely, he is back. And uh, there's a lot of stuff happening this uh, this week in class. So, pretty much, what's what's happening is is there's been a, um, you know, based on their performance. Um, well, I guess a couple things are happening here in class. Well, a, they need to pick their hero names. Like this is the day they pick their code names, which is really really cool. Uh, I thought this was a really fun segment. Um, oh, man, I needed that. That was so good. Nothing burps <laughs> like a truly pineapple hard seltzer, let me tell you what. Um, so they, they, you know, everybody's really excited to pick their, their new identities, but also that there was um, a lot of the um, – a lot of the students actually received, uh, like, offers from pro hero agencies, um, which is – I guess that's kind of rare for first years. Yeah, it seems like that they really, obviously they were the talk, they're pretty much like the talk of the town right now, and they really yeah, showed and, out at the sports festival, and it seems yeah, like. Yeah, and really the big two were Bakugo and Todoroki, like they got so many offers by like a landslide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems like this is the first time this has really ever happened, like this class is like, you know, it's the like, probably like the biggest, how do I put it, like the most powerful group of first years, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, which makes sense, right? I mean, they're they're all pretty exceptional, and of course. Uh, Todoroki got the most, and he's he he really doesn't put much stock into it because he's like he 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 thinks that it's because of his father's influence, of course, as we learned in the last uh, episode or in the last part of season two that uh, in, his father is the number two hero Endeavor, who, man, he uh, he's a piece of work, isn't he? Oh yeah, I still can't stand him through this season. Um, we'll just have to see how his character grows on the 
uh, as, absolutely. We, as we go on. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, um, and then of course, um, you know, Bakugo got a lot of offers, but um, <clears throat> pardon me, there's, I guess there, there's some people are worried that maybe there's a reluctancy to work with him because of his, you know, Bakugo's kind of got an attitude. And, you know, that, and that's funny how a lot of that gets handled uh, when he does his uh, his internship with uh, with his hero. And of course, we'll talk about that. Um, and it's so and it's crazy that um, you know everybody makes notice that uh, that um, Deku did not get any offers. Yeah, no offers for our main character. Um, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I guess he maybe they were grossed out. I, th- I think he mentions that, or somebody mentions. Yeah, that he's like, yeah, he's like, they're, yeah. By the way, you fought against uh, against Todoroki. Well, yeah, like pretty much the way he just pretty much broke his entire body. Um, so, with that being said, you know they said, um, you know, while some students did not receive offers, uh, all the class, everybody in the class will be spending a week interning with pro heroes. Um, and I believe they have to actually pick from a list of who they want to intern with. Um, so while that's happening, uh, so of course, Aizawa also lets them know that there's, you know, that there's, and while he's talking to them about choosing their hero names, our, uh, our favorite, um, I don't really know what to call her. She's not really a dominatrix, I would say, but our favorite, uh, sultry su- uh, superhero midnight <laughs> shows that she pretty much gets uh gets final say over the hero's names which i think is really cool um so again this is a really really fun uh episode because uh she pretty much gives everybody a marker and like a, almost like a blank slate to write their name on and so they go up um um aoyama's the first one to go up and he has like um he has like something like, you know, I won't stop twinkling. And she's like, well, let's change this to this and this to this. So I think his name ends up being like uh can't stop twinkling or something like that. Yeah. Just a horrible superhero name. But... Yeah. It, it's weird. <laughs> and, um, and of course, uh, Mina picks like alien, alien queen and midnight midnight's like, nah. And of course they, they make a really cool, like Ridley Scott alien reference there. Um, and I want to say Froppy is really the first one just right out of the gates because she picks, uh, you know, the rainy season hero Froppy. And they're like, oh, that's that's pretty awesome. And hers is actually like a pretty normal, um, I guess, a pretty I don't want to say a pretty standard superhero name, but less involved than the other two. Um, and then Kirishima comes up. This is where he gets the name uh, Red Riot, uh, paying homage to his uh, to his his idol, Crimson Riot. Um and then, of course, so um, everybody starts coming up with their names. Some people get rejected. Some people come um, like um, well, the whole funny thing here is the whole time, like Baku goes like murder, death, explosion. And she's like, uh, uh-uh. then he comes back and then he just picks different words. And they're like, no. So, so like the whole time, you know, King explosion, murder and just, just shit like that. So, like, it's pretty funny watching him pretty much get shot down. Um, he basically tries to use the most violent terms possible. <laughs> absolutely. And pretty much everybody, you know, like this is where uh, Tokiyama becomes uh, Sukiyomi. Um, Mineta becomes Grape Juice. Um, Koji becomes Anima. Let's see. Uh, Ochako chooses Uravity. Uh, we have Earphone Jack, uh, Charge Bolt, um, Invisible Girl, uh, Createe, which I think is really cool. Um what else do we have? Um, but Tenya um, just goes, because I know there's a whole thing with he wants to be. Well, well I guess before that happens, Sh- uh, Todoroki just picks the name Shoto. Like super boring, like just 
no, no, no real, no really, you know, no, no flash or panache to what he's doing, right? Yeah, um, him and Tinya both, they kind of just go with their names, at least for now. Uh, yeah, and Tinya, Tinya has a reason, um, because his brother wants to pass on the the, the hero name in Genium to him, and I guess Tinya at the moment does not think he's worthy for that name yet. Yeah, it, I think um, it's either that, or maybe he just can't come to terms with like accepting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, what happens to his brother, which obviously we'll find out a little bit more about that as we as we continue here. Yep, and then of course uh, we have our man Midoriya comes up, and um, yeah, you know, this is where we get the whole thing where he lands on Deku as his hero name um, because you know it was an insult, but then um, you know it flashes back to when he's fighting in the uh, sports festival um, that he uh, he that you know, or he's fighting no when he's fighting Bakugo in the um, in the the heroes versus villains um, training. Um, how he says, you know, Deku will be the name of a hero, and sure as God's got sandals, that's the name he lands on. Yeah, and I think Ochako really helped him come to terms with that name also, because mm-hmm. she said it sounded cute or something, which of course absolutely made him blush. And you know. <laughs> by the way, this whole season, uh, watching those two be super awkward is absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, you can tell there there's a a developing relationship there. They're crushing yep. hard on each other, but the you know, no one wants to speak up about it. Yep. And so while all that's happening, um, so Cementos, uh lets All Might know that, hey, you know, hey, we just got an offer in uh, for your boy Midoriya. Um, and then he, uh, then he sees who it's from, and he's just like, oh, shit. So basically um, what happens here is this is when all the students get the, the list of intern agencies to choose from, and they want to go ahead and make their, um, they make their decision of where they want to go. Um, so at lunchtime, they, you know, I guess Mina asks who every, if, who's everybody's chosen. And, uh, of course, uh, fucking Mineta's like, oh, he's going to Mount Lady. Um, and they're like, you're only doing that because you're a pervert. <laughs> so, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, and then uh, All Might kind of, I want to say he comes into lunch, or he, he might ask Midoriya to the side, and he kind of informs them, mm-hmm. hey, you actually got an offer. Yeah, this is at the end, at the end of, uh, at the end of class, at the end of, um, because they noticed that because they were, you know, the three of them, uh, Midoriya, Achako, and Tenya, because they typically walk home together, but he's already left. Um, Tenya's already left. So that's when uh, All Might shows up and lets, uh, lets Deku know that his, uh, that his offer f- comes from uh, his former homeroom teacher, Gran Torino. Um, and he also know he also lets, um, you know, Midoriya know that, hey, he also knows about one problem. What's really great here, like, All Might's like, it's like he's like scared. He's just very like, like like just super afraid of like, uh, I guess what this means for Deku. Maybe maybe he was uh, maybe he was really tough on him when he was in school, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell there's there's some fear behind when he when he tells him where he's going. Uh, absolutely, he's like cowering cowering in the corner, which is really crazy. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Ida. We find out that he is actually chosen. Uh, the hero agency that's in Hosu City, which is the same city, of course, where his brother was attacked. Yeah, that's, that sounds awfully, uh, awfully coincidental to me, there, Cody. Do you think? Do you think that pays off for him? Yeah, I think he's got some ulterior motives here, Chris. <laughs> uh, he just might. And um, yeah, basically everybody sets off on their, on their destinations, and you can tell like Deku, he's still worried about Ida, and he kind of reaches out mm-hmm. before like he, I guess they're going on separate trains or separate buses, whatever it is. Um, yep. But he kind of reaches out and he's like, hey, if there's anything you want to talk about, you know, we're here for you. Yeah. We're friends, right? All this stuff. 
And uh, it seems yeah. like Ida is definitely he's definitely holding back his emotions. Yeah, he's he's definitely feeding his friends from the long end of the spoon, unfortunately. But um, you know, obviously we'll you know we'll see how that all pans out here later on in this season. Um, but this episode comes to a close with uh, um, Deku finding his way to uh, this kind of rundown ass building in the middle of the city. Yep, Chris, which is of course the home of Gran Torino, and uh... and as he opens the door, it is not looking good for our uh, for our new. Um, I guess teacher here because he is laying under a pot. It looks like he's been uh, he's been gutted, my friend. But is that the case? Of course not. Nah, nah, nah. He uh, <laughs> that old bastard just dropped his uh dropped his plate of sausages and ketchup yeah, right under him. Ketchup. Yeah, man, that sounds like a, that's a that's a old fucking trailer park spaghetti if I ever heard it. <laughs> man, old oh. man, we I've been there. That's for sure. Yeah, he is a strange old man. Um. And of course, dude, has... I love it. Yeah, I fucking great. love it because, like, in this when this next episode starts, like, pretty much every time Deck, he's like, like, "What's your name again? Huh? Huh? What's your name?" It's just he just he just really like plays the fucking just senile old man. Yep, and of course he knows the history of all, one for all, and uh, yeah, basically, yeah, that... no, basically he just has Deku kind of. Just just do some like he's like first he's like try to hit me mm-hmm. uh, which of course Deku can't figure out and then he kind of helps him get a little bit more of control of his power um just by doing like very menial tasks like heating him up desserts in the microwave and like mm-hmm. going to the grocery store and picking him up stuff um just various things like that yeah what we find here though like what I really like is uh we find out what Gran Torino's uh quirk is this little fucker is fast Oh yeah, like he, old man yeah. with a cane, he can he can sure whip around. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. When he uh, because like when he gets serious, like and it cl- clearly this is all like a Mr. Miyagi style act, right? Like that's exactly what this reminds. Whenever he plays like dumb, he's playing like the whole you know sweep the floor, sand the fence. Like th- this to me, this is exactly what's happening. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because it reminded me of that quite a bit too, especially with past season of Cobra Kai. You know, we got the, the Karate yep. Kid feels are all the way around. Absolutely, and um, so let's see here. Um, we also we get to see Tenya, and he's, I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the guy. Oh, uh, oh, what's I know it's uh, oh, what is uh, Manual? Manual. Manual. Okay, he's just the normal hero. Yeah, Manual is his name. Yeah, him and Tenya are basically they're just kind of just scoping out the area. They're just walking the streets, making sure there's mm-hmm. no no uh, crimes going on, and you can tell that Tenya is looking for stain like mm-hmm. and uh i can't remember if so, it's here where manual actually calls him out on it um i don't know if it's if it's here um either this episode or I one, of, one I, yeah, of the yeah, upcoming ones um it happens while they're on patrol because like and that's the thing like manuel's not stupid right like he he has a good guess as to why he's there um yeah, because it seems like Manuel's agency isn't like the top tier one that Tenya could have yeah, gone to. Yeah, it, it seems very odd that he chose that one. And like, yeah, and that's the thing. But Manuel's not, and you know, we can kind of talk about that while we're, you know, while we're brought it up now. Like, like Manuel doesn't want to like accuse him of anything, but he wants to just kind of be like, hey, you know, I don't know why. Why would somebody want to do that? Like, why would somebody, you know, why would a hero put thoughts of revenge for, you know, you know, like he, he just kind of. Go takes the long way, you know. Go, go, goes around his elbow to get to his wrist on saying that, hey, 
You know, I genuinely hope to God that's not why why you're here. Mm-hmm. But I don't want I don't want to come out and say that's why you're here. But it, I hope it isn't why you're here. But it probably is why you're here. <laughs> you know, like yeah, he, he's not stupid. So, uh, yep, yeah. We, and uh, while that's going on, Cody, we got a we got a nice little uh, little uh, meeting here. Uh, our old pal Stain. As uh, you know, because in the last half, you know, he was invited by Kurogiri to, you know, hey, you know, we want to have, we want to talk with you. We want you to join the League of Villains. So now we're having the meeting between uh, Shigaraki and Stain. Oh boy, this this meeting does not go well. Yeah, because these two do not like their each other. They don't like their ideologies. Um, yeah, they go, they 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 try to like kill each other. Yes, yeah, so like Stain stabs Kur- him, and then. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see a brief little bit of Stain's quirk because he sta- he like cuts uh, Kurogiri and Kurogiri's mm-hmm. like I can't move, and yep. so we get to see just a little teaser of what uh, Stain's quirk is. But what I like here, so he stabs Shigaraki, but then like he just takes the blade and like disintegrates. Like Shigaraki is not fucking afraid of this guy. Like after he's like that's it, fuck you, and he just like gets up, disintegrates his knife, and he's just like. Like I feel like I really genuinely feel like Shigaraki could just kill Stain at a moment's notice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he just kind of lets him have his have his way for a second, and then he's like, "All right, hey." I, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Um, you know, and this uh, it's not spoilery, but I've read a lot of the manga ahead. Shigaraki is very, very powerful, like extremely powerful. So, like, whenever we see this guy use his quirk, it's just like. Fuck, man! Like, it's like he could have just killed you at a moment's notice, like any moment. Like, just and and we see that later on, like at the end of this season as well. But Shigaraki, extremely powerful. So just keep that in mind as we go through this show. Yeah, this this meeting doesn't go quite as planned. Um, no, it does not. And so Stain Stain kind of heads off on his own, and he's, as expected, he's back on back in the alleys, back in the streets of Hosu City. So, uh. We're definitely going to have mm-hmm. a run in here with him soon. Um, yep. And then, um, so, no, go ahead. We go back to Izuku, and he, he's starting to really, like, Gran Torino's really starting to, like, get through to him a little bit on, on their training. Um, yep. Because this is where, like, he realizes that he has to, instead of just using, like, cutting it off and on, like, using all for one, is just like, oh, I need to do it. I need to hit something, so I'm going to use it. He needs to, like, have it, like, constantly, like, in a state of, like, it's almost like it always needs to be on. Like it always needs to be moving through his body. Like, um, like when, it, cause there, he was talking about like microwaving food. Like it just needs to constantly be, you know, spinning in his body. Yep. Yeah. So and, uh, kind of learns to control his power a little bit more. Uh, yep. Which is so, again, it's really fun. Like us talking about it's probably not going to do it the best justice because it's very much like if you've seen the karate kid, Pretty much what's happening with Deku and um, I almost called it Mr. Miyagi, but uh, Gran Torino, like it's very much a Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Miyagi kind of situation. He he's teaching him lessons without really like teaching him lessons, or he's taking, you know, he's he's showing him to like see past what you know what he's actually trying to tell him. Mm-hmm. But Cody, now we get to our boy Bakugo. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. <laughs> he picked he landed on uh best genuses agency and the reason he he really landed on best genus is because best genus is the number four hero like he's a very popular 
you know, very strong hero, and Bakugo pretty much just wanted to to. Chris, I think I lost you. Having any of his shit. Oh, hold on. He's Chris. like, hold on, Chris, hold oh. on. I lost you for a second there. Go ahead. That's all right. No, I said, um, I guess I'll start. So Bakugo landed on Best Genus because Best Genus is a he's the number four hero. He's very popular, and Bakugo thinks that he can, you know, learn something from that, from that level of popularity. But Best Genus is not having any of that shit. Like he's not having any of Bakugo's attitude. Um, he's like, he's just like, you know, I don't really like you, but you know, you, he, he does mention that he is talented enough to be taken on as a sidekick, like right now. Um, so Bakugo, you know, typical, like wants to, you know, wants to really, you know, move forward with things. He doesn't really give a shit about what best genius is selling him. So he just pretty much restrains him and that he's like, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fix that attitude of yours, you know, by the time this week is over. Yeah, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Bakugo in jeans is pretty funny for some reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> yeah, Bakugo and his angsty teen self gets put in check real quick because Best Genius breaks out the threads and then he uh, that's right. gives him a new hairstyle, Chris. Oh, man. He fucking gives him the old side part. Yeah, he ain't letting him run around with that old fucking unruly mop. Best Genius don't play that shit. Um, and then, of course, it cuts to some of the other uh, students. Um, fourth kind, uh, Ejiro. Uh, Kirishima meets up with Tetsu Tetsu, of course. So they find out they both have the same uh, the same um, hero for their internship, which is really cool because those two are practically the same guy. Um, and they they look up to Fourth Kind as the you know kind of the same way. Um, Araka actually, oddly enough, picks a uh, like a, a more fight like a battle hero, and she picks Gunhead, which I think is also fun because like. Gunhead is like a super powerful like brawler, like a really powerful fighter. But he's just all like he loves like gossiping. Oh, who are you talking to? A boy? What's you know? He's like super like well mannered and like I don't know. Like it's it's just kind of a neat contrast. Like the person he is is nothing like how he is on the battlefield. Which uh, Yuraco actually or, or Achako actually is like taken back by that. Yeah, first they it seems like a an odd pair. Um, cause she's not really yeah. like the fighter type. She's more of like a, she's definitely a rescue yeah, type almost, hero. Yeah, almost like a sister, like a support. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, she decided to go with a, more of a, more of a brawler, like you said. Yep. And then of course, um, uh, Mineta's with Mount Lady, which is funny. Being his pervy um, self. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Froppy joins a, uh, like a, a, a deep sea hero. I can't remember his name, but, uh, we'll, we'll get to, yeah, they have like pretty much their whole, their own episode, uh, in this season. Um, of course, Todoroki decides to intern with his father. Um, Yayorozu interns with a with a I guess with um, a hero uh, Yurabami. I guess she's more of like, but she's more of like, I don't know, like a supermodel celebrity kind of hero. I don't really know what her powers are. Um, yeah, she's doing magazine and, shoots. And yeah, it's a and... it's a weird because it's her and um, Big Fist from Class One B. Um, like I guess the girl who's like the big sister of Class One B is what they call her. They're interning in this with the same person, and she's pretty much like, "Eh, stick with me, you'll be popular." That's kind of what she's telling. The that's, that's the uh, that's the snake oil she's selling them. No pun intended. Um, but uh, but basically, uh, you know, as soon as it gets, as soon as Shoto gets to Endeavor, he's like, "Hey, we're going out. We're going to work." Um, and then of course we cut back to because most of what we see here, um, you know, we cut back to Grand Torino. 
Um, and while he's outside, he's um, so what happens is Gran Torino goes out to get food. That whole time, um, Deku's trying to learn how to keep himself in like a constant state of all for one or one for all. Um, only at 5% because he can't use more than that. So he's in the alleyway trying to practice things. And um, and then in the morning, um, he wakes up and Gran Torino finds him just exhausted. And that could basically, he learns kind of how to like, I like to call it like wall jumping almost from like a video game. He like yeah. learns to like move the power from his feet to his arms to his feet. And like uh, he's, he's starting to get the hang of it. Uh, definitely. Yep, and the big thing here, like the big takeaway from here, is that um, Gran Torino is actually surprised that All Might hasn't told him really anything else about um, about One for All. Um, like he's he's very much taken aback by that. He pretty much tells him that you know that conversation's interrupted uh, by them receiving a new uh, microwave from Amazon because it, the last one was broken in the previous day's training. Um, so of course they go to heat up the food. Um, <laughs> And this is funny because um, he goes to heat up the food and he's like, well, you didn't let it spin? Why didn't you let the, the, the plate spin? You know, and Deku's like, oh, well, I, I didn't realize, uh, you know, I'm, I'm poor and my microwave doesn't spin. The plate inside my microwave doesn't spin. Um, and this is when you know, this, this whole conversation, this whole kind of tongue thrashing he gets from um, from Gran Torino pretty much is what a, what makes him put the whole thing together. Okay. He needs to let the energy flow throughout him equally. Um, and this is where Gran Torino sees him like, oh, hey, this, this kid, this kid's pretty sharp. He can, he's, he's a fast learner. Um, and then this is where this episode comes to a close when they're getting ready to go ahead and have a nice little training scrap. <clears throat> and then the next episode, their training continues. Um, and then we, we flash over to All Might and his buddy, uh, from the police force, and he basically yeah, we find out more about these Nomu, and that uh, I guess they have multiple quirks, and yep, you can tell that. And this is where he, you can tell no, that All Might's definitely worried because he, he's got a past with something like similar to this. Like it seems like this Nomu was given, like he was originally like some like petty thug, um, but yep, was basically given like multiple quirks um, by somebody that can pass mm -hmm. quirks on to another person. So yeah, and one of the big things here, um, not to to kind of cut it into real time, like I was saying before we started on the cast, Cody, um, and it comes into play a little bit later this season. The most recent episode of My Hero Academia, we're, we're right now season five, episode two is the most recent one. That episode has a lot to do with this conversation we're having now. Like there's a lot more of that backstory that we get to see. Um, so with that being said, like you said, it immediately reminds him um, of something he's very familiar with. Yeah, we'll, and we'll touch and, on uh, that because he, he he says that uh that perhaps that maybe he's back. You know, he refers to you know he pronouns pal. You know, he <laughs> refers to a he. But also too, not to not to make not to not to gloss over it. But this is the episode where they try to tame uh, where best genius tries to tame Bakugo's hair. That's right, the most important part. <laughs> yeah, that that alone is worth it. Um, but yeah, no, you still get a lot of you still get a lot of just little flashes over to the other heroes with their training, but like honestly, not a whole lot there. Um, they each seem they're all they all seem to be teaching their students a bigger their interns a bigger lesson that you know in kind of the universal 
um, in a universal fashion, they all just can't wrap their heads around it quite yet. So. Yep, and then we flash over to our boy Stain, and he is mm-hmm. he is hitting the streets of Hosu City once again, oh, back to man. hunt down some more heroes. Um, but this time Shigaraki yep. and Kurogiri are, are kind of watching him from afar. Yep, yep. Yeah, they are not gonna they're not gonna let him fuck around too terribly much. They're not even gonna let him run the show, Chris, because they are gonna they are releasing some more nomus into the city. Uh, oh boy. Just when you thought the first nomu wasn't enough, they got three more. And uh, Man. Yep, and this is the episode where um this is the episode where Manuel asks Tenya if he's pursuing Stain. Um and of course, you know, this is where Tenya's like, oh shit, he you know, he he sees right through my uh you know, right through my veil here. Um, and then, of course, this is where he tells him that, you know, you shouldn't. And it's kind of funny because Stain almost has this exact same conversation with him that you shouldn't use your quirk for, you know, for selfish means. Um, and then, of course. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but Tenny is a young kid, Chris. He's not gonna... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he just, you know, he absolutely loves his brother. And this is right when the um, this is where the. Uh, the Nomu attack starts to happen, and uh, we cut over to um, the Grand Torino and Deku, and they're actually uh, on a train heading. Uh, they're passing through Hosu City. Yeah, they're basically on their way to Shibuya City, and uh, mm-hmm. of course, their train gets attacked by one of one of the Nomus. And oh man, Grand Torino and go, steps outside and <laughs> goes to work. <laughs> That's right. That, I really, really like Gran Torino. He's really growing on me, you know, the more I see him. Because he's a, I mean, not much to him. He's very much like the Flash-type superhero. I, I love his fucking Mega Man-style boots, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, before this episode comes to a close, Tenya also comes across Stain down this oh, alleyway. Boy. And Stain has uh, another, like, pro hero. Yeah, well, our man Native, uh, or as I like to call him, Tatanka. Another, yeah, he... another, uh, another wrestling reference there. Yeah, he's got him... Uh... It looks like he's about to kill him, basically. And, uh, oh, us, yeah. Brings us pretty much right into this next episode. Basically, shit is hitting the fan in Hosu City. We got Stain running around. You got Nomu's released by the League of Villains. Oh, um, man. It's just all yeah, kinds, and, uh, of, all kinds but, of shit. But also, before, before that episode... No, no, you're absolutely right. There's a lot happening here. And before that last episode ends, Stain is... Stain's pretty much letting Tenya know that you're... Like, that's where that episode ends. He's like, you just be ready to die. Because uh, and we uh, Tenya is no yeah, match for him. <laughs> oh, you know, not at all, not at all. Um, so of course, um, and of course, like I said, like we said, we, we got Nomu's attacking the city. There's a lot of pro heroes in the area trying to figure out, um, you know, what to do against these uh these Nomu's. And as they're as they're as they're fighting him, as or as Gran Torino's fighting one, uh, that goes to attack civilians. Our man fucking Endeavor shows up, and just dude, when he grabs it by the head and just. And just melts it, just melts it completely. Like that's really the first time we got to see Endeavor like use his power. And uh, there's a reason he's the number two hero. He may be a piece of shit as a person, but uh, you can't deny how powerful Endeavor is. Oh yeah, absolutely. So basically, him and Shoto have arrived on the scene as well. Yeah. Um, and Deku basically in in the last episode he was worried because he messaged Tenya and he was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we're passing through Hosu City." And he was worried that Tenya didn't message him back. And so, basically, Deku, while while Gran Torino's fighting the Nomu uh, with Endeavor, he, he kind of runs off to find Tenya. And, of course, he comes across him in this alleyway. 
arrive mm-hmm. just in the nick of time uh, before Stan can like stab into Tenya, because uh, Tenya has been stabbed by him already. Yeah, and, and he's been rendered immobile by him as well. And of course, like and like and there's not really much to talk about with Tenya versus Stain. It's not even a fight. Like Tenya is absolutely no match for Stain. Like Stain takes him down. That. Yeah, I think it, he's and, definitely at a disadvantage too because he has no idea what his quirk is at this point. Yep, and this is this is where Stain kind of gets preachy with him, very similar to how Manuel was talking to him. That like, you know, you know, a, a hero doesn't like selfishly like act in their own, um, you know, their own selfish desires, and that's really what revenge is. You know, you're you know acting, you know. It's like the blurb at the beginning of this thing. Um, you know, seeking revenge is the furthest thing from what a hero should be. You know, a hero should act selflessly to rescue others first. Um, which is, you know, of course, obviously, you know, Stan was about to kill uh, our man Chief Wahoo McDaniel over there. Um, but he, instead of going to rescue this hero, which he easily could have gotten him and gotten out before Stan would have known he was even there. But instead... He was like, you know, hey, you know, you're the guy who, you know, it's one of those, you know, Inigo Montoya kind of things. You know, you, instead of killed my father, you killed my brother, or you've hurt my brother, prepare to die kind of situations. Um, and what's crazy here is, and this is, this is actually a real powerful episode because, like, even though Stain is really telling him, it's like, you're not a hero. Tinya is still telling him to go fuck himself because it's like, you're a criminal. You hurt my brother, and I want nothing more than to, to, to hurt you. Yeah. So we almost see like a, I guess I'd call it almost an immature kind of side of Tenya. Um, yeah, very. Yes, I'm glad you said it like that because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, you can tell like his emotions are definitely getting to him because usually he's like Absolutely. pretty composed. Um, obviously being like mm-hmm. the class rep and all that stuff and like he's this yeah. is the first time we've seen like this side of him because like obviously yep. with Stain like he's we find out that he is. Basically, he's immobilized his brother. His brother can no longer. I think he's. Yeah, he no his, legs, his legs. His legs don't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and we get to see. It's either in this episode or the next episode where we see like, Ingenium's basically like, "Hey, it's it's your turn to take on the name Ingenium." Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And um, so, and of course, also, um, now while Deku Deku's actually out running the alleyways trying to search for uh, search for Tenya here. Um, and he thinks that, um, that Stain is in, in cahoots with the League of Villains. Um, and what's really great here is like Deku understands that like Stain uses these back alleys. He doesn't go to populated areas to hunt down these heroes. And man, I fucking love this scene, dude. Like it, it, I get goosebumps just thinking about it where like Stain's about to just stab right, right down into Tenya and you just see bouncing off the walls and just fucking cracks one right across uh stain's chops there i fucking love it yeah i don't know oh, what it is about like, like shonen anime where like your characters will have like all these cool powerful attacks but there's nothing better than when they just land a good punch to the face <laughs> just a swift fucking rap right on the old jack johnson absolutely <laughs> my friend like you've seen it just in, a fucking like in so many in so many like different anime like you got Naruto and his Rasengan. You got Goku and his mm-hmm. Kamehameha. Like, nothing's better yep. than a good punch to the face. Well, dude, like, I don't know what it is about, like, these animes. Like, and even, 
like to compare it to Dragon Ball, like in the most recent Broly movie, like there's just something really hype about when Broly's done with Vegeta and Goku's like, you know, taking the jacket off and like warming up and like, you're just like, yo, fuck his world up. Like you just get so hyped knowing what these characters can do. It's like in this show, whenever you see All Might show up, you are just waiting for one of the 50 states to be preceded by the word smash and to see somebody just go flying off into the sunset. Like, and then to see like Deku, like, cause like also too, again, like I can't convey without, without, you know, you guys watching it is how like powerful this episode is like Tenya, like this is some real big character development for Tenya and like he's dead. Like for all intents and purposes, Tenya is dead. He vowed to, you know, avenge his brother. He couldn't fucking do it. He could not touch Stain and he was about to die for his troubles. And also another hero was about to die for his troubles. And then we get our, you know, our young up and comer quirkless reject, just fucking sock stain one right across the chops. And holy, like when you put all of that together, it's just such a great moment. Like that's, and that's, that's why I love this show so much because it, you know, it, as formulaic as it may sound like when you're watching like the fucking Avengers, right? You want to see Captain, you want to see, like you wanted to see Captain America use Mjolnir, right? Like you wanted to see that. You like that's like there's so many moments like that in this show, and this is one of them. Yeah, you almost get at least one per season at the Fuck, very man, at the very absolutely. Least. And this um, is that moment. Yeah, so Izuku basically he he stands up before and like tries to fight off Stain, and while this is going on, Tenya's kind of he's actually him, holding his own, by the way. Yeah, he's doing pretty good, and Tenya's basically like, hey, you can't let him cut you, because um, mm-hmm. like I can't move, like I'm immobilized. So if he like touches you, mm-hmm. and um. Unfortunately, like when Deku's fighting with Stain, he gets he like gets got. just the tiniest little scratch, and Stain licks up that blood, and oh, Duke man. Midoriya can no longer move. Chris, oh man, and yeah, this is so great. Um, but what I really like here is pretty much Stain is like, you'll you'll live today. Like he's he doesn't want to kill Deku. Yeah, like I see- thought that was really really cool. He's just like he says something like uh. Pretty much like the effect that you know you're here selflessly to save them. Yeah, you don't. You you're you're not going to die today, or I'm not going to kill you today, or something like that. Yeah, Stain definitely has like his ideologies, and he follows those pretty mm-hmm. much to a T. Um, but of course, if he's like you're different from these other two. And I think yeah, I think he goes to make another attack on Tenya after he immobilizes Deku. Yeah, and then of course, Chris, we get another moment where <sighs> fuck just in time. This time it's Todoroki that shows up. God damn, boy. I fucking love this, too. He just comes out with the fucking fire, and he's just like... And I love the fact that... I love the fact that he shows up using the fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that to me, that, again, we're, we're seeing more of that, like, great... And that's season two, for it being what I think maybe the weakest season, quote-unquote, it has so much important, like, character development. And this is a huge part of that, just seeing him show up. Because, like... Before the sports festival, you'd have seen fucking ice come shooting down the alley. No, not this time, my friend. Yeah, and you, of course, using that left side. And uh, just before we get too far ahead, I mm-hmm. we should mention that Deku sent like a text of his location to all his pals. Yep, he, he sure did. He sent the old fucking uh, the reply all. This is yep. uh, my GPS coordinates. And uh, what I like here, Todoroki's like, hey man, next time be more specific. Yeah, yeah, be more specific when you're about to get killed. You know. Like, yeah. like, sorry, buddy, I was texting behind my back like, while the villain yeah, and, was standing in front of me. But uh, 
now we got our we got our three students against the the currently like one of the baddest villains of them all. Oh, dude! And by the way, Stain doesn't just have swords. He, this dude has got like he's got like knives under his arm. This dude is like like fucking just. This dude's got blades everywhere. He's like he's like in a cartoon when you see somebody like empty in somebody's pockets, like at a police station. It's just like knives, swords, rubber chicken, chattering teeth. This dude's got all this shit. He's got it all. Absolutely, Chris. And that brings us right into this next episode. Um, mm. Basically, yeah, they're fighting real hard. Yeah, basically, it's Shoto versus Stain at this point. Um, Man, and he's very much holding his own. Um, now, what we find out in this episode, again, a lot of this episode is just pure fight. And um, one of the big revelations we see, because we start to understand um, Stain's quirk, because he actually starts to power, Stain actually starts to overpower uh, Todoroki. Um, pretty much just saying that, like, hey, you, know, you, you use your quirk too much. Um, but also what's happened, what we find out here, because um, Deku actually comes out of the, uh, the, the, the immobilization that Stain put on him. So we find out here that his quirk immobilizes you based on your blood type. The, the length of how long you're immobilized is on, based on your blood type. And Deku has the blood type that has the least amount of immobilization. Yep. So. Yeah, I think he has type, type O blood or. Yeah, it's, I, I believe it's type O. I think it's like type O, type A, type a, B, and then whatever the one that Nate, Native has, like, the worst one. Yeah, Native can't move yeah. the whole thing. Oh, Native is Native's so fucked. Like, he's dead. He's also, he's injured. So dead. He's also injured pretty badly outside yep. of and, just that. And also, by the way, like, like Native keeps telling them, say, y'all got, you guys get the fuck out of here. Like, he's like, y'all y'all leave, run. You're, you're, you know, run, you're not heroes, run. You know, Native really just trying to play, like, I guess play the politician here. Um, but, of course, they're not going to do that. Um, and while they're fighting, there's some really great scenes here with like uh, with like Deku and Shoto really holding their own against Stain, but um, he actually gets the best of both of them. And right when that starts to happen, Tenya, like he finally, uh, this is again another powerful moment for Tenya, where he starts realizing that he was wrong and that he's not going to let his friends get hurt. Um, he needs to be a hero, and so Stain's about to like he uh, he actually rushes Shoto. And he's about to slash him, and old fucking uh, Tenya comes up with just a fucking massive. Uh, he actually, I want to say, he kicks the knife and like just, pull, just pops him one right in the cheeks. Yeah, hits him with the nice re reciprocal burst or whatever it is. Whatever yeah, yeah, the reciprocal burst because he he pretty much says like he if he gives up, then the name Ingenium will will die along with with his brother, you know, or will will just cease to exist because uh, his brother's not dead. His brother just can't walk. Yeah, having like a Wade Boggs moment again. He's alive. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, while this is going on, Endeavor and Gran Torino are just they beat the snot out of another Nomu, and then dude, uh, fucking Endeavor is just out there, just just taking fucking just breaking necks and taking checks absolutely. as he does. And but what, what's actually really cool here, um, the big thing about Endeavor is he's actually leading like what's going on. Like this, what's really crazy is you know we've seen like piece of shit Endeavor, but in real like not really subtle, but just very much in your face ways. Like endeavors, like, Hey, you guys do this. You guys, like, he's directing traffic. He's like being super efficient. Like for all of his faults as a, as a father and like a husband, he's actually a really good, he, he's like really good at his job. 
Yeah, he, he sends some of the people that basically don't put up a fight against the Nomu. He's basically like, hey, go to this, go to these yeah, coordinates. Get the this civilians is where, out This is where here. my son went to. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody might be in trouble, I don't know. Uh, yep. Yeah, he, he's definitely quite the hero. Um, yeah, and we see more of that as the show goes on. Yeah, piece of shit person, but like when it, like, you have to separate the work from the person, I guess. Like, I can see why people, like, you can see why he's the number two hero, because um, the people who like follow the heroes know nothing about his family side or about his personal life, right? It's like it's like when you when you um, like when you worship, like, like you know, if you idolize a professional athlete or somebody, like you have your role models. You know, you might not know how they are in person, but you just see how they are in the public eye. Like maybe they're a piece of shit behind the scenes, which sadly you find out all too often in real life. But then you see a guy like Endeavor, like you know, on camera. And in the public eye, like you can't help but kind of be inspired by how good he is at this job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. And then of course we go back to our our three kids. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is no. This is the episode. Sorry, this is the episode where like he notices that the Nomu can regenerate, and he's like, "Well, regenerate from this." And that's when he like grabs his head <laughs> and just fucking melts it. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like when Roy Mustang, uh, yes, Full Metal Alchemist reference when he. Who's he fighting? He's fighting one of the homunculus, the girl. Mm -hmm. God, I can't even think of her name at the moment. It's going to drive me insane. Um, that's but, right. Well, we'll be covering he, he, Full Metal Alchemist one day. That's right. But he basically torches him. Very, very similar to that. And uh, Oh, yeah. And, of course, we go back to the students versus Stain. And, Chris, we get another kind of, like, chills moment where, like, they're basically all preparing for, like, their final blow. It seems like Stain's kind of trying to get away. And oh man! Kenya and Deku just storm like Deku's using his new like wall jump ability that he learned. Um, yep, and like Todoroki, I think is like holding him back with like the flames or the ice or something like that. Yeah. So we get like a punch and we get a fucking monster kick and they just twist this motherfucker <laughs> out. Yeah, and then like Todoroki hits him with like a fucking flamethrower attack. Dude, and... they fucking three D him through the tables. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, fucking love it. They have defeated Stain. Um, yeah, he is out. Because, like, the first they're, like, like, they're waiting to see if he moves. And it's like, hmm? There's only, this is my only gripe, Chris, is that the, after, uh -huh. they, after they've defeated him, and he's, like, uh -huh. out, at least out for now. They're like, all right, we got to find some rope so we can, like, tie him up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Todoroki, you can literally just freeze this guy. And he yeah. literally can't do anything. Like, do you not remember immobilizing all of your friends in the Dude, and, in the sports thing? <laughs> and then I love how it's like, oh man, I'm so glad somebody threw this rope in the dumpster. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, just have them freeze him until the other pros show up, and then they'll have rope yeah. probably. Like, it, I, yeah. it's just a small little gripe, but it's just, I don't know. And like, and of course, this like they've got him separated, and they have like all of his weapons on the sidewalk. He's got like nine knives like four swords like i said this the, the rubber chicken the chattering teeth like homeboy's got it all absolutely and uh and the, this is where they drag him out and they drag him out to the old sidewalk here and at this point this is where grand torino and the other heroes show up and they're just like they're so pissed and uh, he's pissed at deku um and of course like all the other heroes are like what are you doing here? And I think i think emmanuel's with him and he or emmanuel's with him and he sees fucking like tenya so there's like there's there's like some some like some anger here, but what um what what's really great about this scene is while you know while they're doing this you know and of course you know Kenya apologizes and you know he's apologizing mostly to 
to Deku and Todoroki. But at this point, that last Nomu that got away from Endeavor swoops down and grabs Deku. Um, but while this is like Stain's pretty much immobilized, but then all of a sudden, like just in a blink, he gets up and just grabs the fucking Nomu and just stabs it right in the fucking eyeball. Yeah. Basically. And like kills it. Yeah, basically saving Deku and taking out this Nomu because he doesn't like the Nomus at all. He doesn't obviously he's not a big fan of Shigaraki and the League. Oh yeah. Um, but what's so powerful here is every single one of those pro heroes and all the students are like petrified yeah. at like a stain coming back, and then he just talks about like he just goes off on this fucking tirade and like the the picture of his like the face with like the shadow and his eyes and his mouth and he's just talking about like all these fucking fake heroes and like only one hero's worthy enough to kill me and like all of you heroes need to fucking just like you all need to die to make this per like society should be a certain like, he's just he is like going off like he is just like fucking like this is like the final rap battle of eight mile. This guy is just going off and all the other heroes are just like, like they're all shitting each other's pants. They're so scared. Um, and that's when like, like the, the mask falls off and you see his like eyes and like his face. And like, he like, it even makes endeavor like, Whoa. But then, uh, but then he, uh, so like, Stain like is getting ready to like step forward. He's still talking, but then he stops. <laughs> and then it's like, oh shit, turns out one of his broken ribs punctured his lungs. And I was like, oh fuck, they're so lucky. They're yeah. all so lucky. Yeah, because like, like you said, they were all petrified. Uh, Dude, like that is that, that's one of my favorite moments in this season where Stain is just popping the fuck off. And Dude, I don't like. I I, I want to almost just go back and watch that scene by itself again because he is. Not only is he pissed, Stain is ready to like just. He's ready to kill everybody on that street except for Deku. Because like he's 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 holding Deku down. Like he's already said he's not killing him because of his conviction. But he is so ready to just murder, death, kill everybody else on that street. Yeah. So. But uh, fortunately, Man. he ends up passing out and uh, actually gets arrested. And kinda... He's like standing there with like like just like drool coming down his mouth, and he's just like, "Oh, is he dead?" Like it was just, "Oh fuck, so lucky." Yeah, and it kind of just going right into this next episode. Basically, following oh, Stane's arrest, um, there's basically this video going around, uh, like from the news recording, um, mm -hmm. where Stane's giving like this speech and like. People are starting to catch on to his views, and like a lot of what he's saying oh, is yeah. starting to make sense to a lot of to a lot of villains, and so it's it's definitely causing like a, like a fuss. Um, you can tell there's going to be yeah. more villains wanting to like gravitate. You're seeing a call, almost a call to arms, essentially. Yeah, for the bad guys, and um, yeah, because I think this is where we see like we see um, we see somebody walking by TVs on a street. We see like a girl like skipping through like a building. We start seeing some. Uh, you know, we start seeing some soon-to-be familiar faces. Uh, one of my personal favorites, who also gets a lot of play in this current season. Um, but uh, one of the other scenes, too, is like, obviously, when this episode starts, um, we see a reporter that notices uh, Kuragiri and Shigaraki, like, on top of that water tower. And, um, of course, they, they leave, and, you know, Kuragiri, uh, um, you know, Shigaraki's pretty pissed about what happened here. Um 
Yeah, because he didn't want Stain to have the show. He wants to have no, he really, the credit really for everything. And, uh, so he's even more yep. pissed off. But uh, yeah, meanwhile, while that's all going on, uh, Tinya, Izuku, and Shoto, they're all resting up in the hospital. And uh, yep. basically... They get a full-on recovery. Basically, all the all their pro, like... Uh, what do you call it? Like, pro teachers or mm-hmm. the guys they're, they're working with, they all show up and... With the, the chief of police, by the, the way. With, yeah, with the chief, Chris, and he's basically... Fucking McGruff the crime dog. Chicago, <laughs> yeah. Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Take a bite out of crime, bro. Yeah, he basically informs them that what they did was not, quote-unquote, heroic. Um, you know, Cody, when I was a kid, I only knew, I knew Chicago, Illinois zip code more than I knew my own because of McGruff the crime dog. Facts that we I, I had never known before today. <laughs> That's the only reason I know a, a zip code in Chicago is because of McGruff the crime dog. There we go. And, uh... <laughs> but yes, so what's really great here, um, as you were getting ready to say, like I love how like they like they're being chastised by the police by the chief by the police chief. He's like, you know, you guys you guys aren't certified. You know, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You guys are really, really in some serious trouble. Um, you know, you didn't have, you know, and of course, like Shoto's like, hey, well, go fuck yourself, bud. You know, he's like pretty pissed. And he's like, you know, a hero would have been killed. And he was ready to like, just to like really fucking give old chief of police, um, just really give him a, a, a what's forth. But then Gran Torino's like, hey, kid, shut up. Let him finish. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching this for the first time and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, dude, it felt so. It felt so fucking red tapey, right? I was like, man, I was like, I knew the fucking the police were gonna do this shit, like, but like, it makes sense, right? Like, you gotta have that, like, um, because also too, like, to not to really go off on a tangent, but to kind of have a tangent, like, I love stories that deal with like superhero regulations. Like, I'm a big fan, not Civil War two, because that kind of sucks if you unless you look at the whole big picture of like the Captain America Hydra thing. But the original Civil War um, story for Marvel where, you know, the superhero registration thing, like, I think that's such a neat thing about having superheroes really have, like, certifications. They're civil servants. Like, they, you know, they have to, like, because who watches the Watchers, right? Like, I, I, these, these guys are so powerful. Like, what's what there needs to be something regulating what they can and can't do. So I love whenever anything related to superheroes touches on that stuff. Cause that's something that gives it, that kind of keeps it grounded, right? Like we got fucking kids who can fly, who can lift buildings, who can make fucking, they can make cement out of nowhere, right? This kid can talk to bugs. There's a kid who can talk to bugs, Cody, this kid's <laughs> Cody. There's a kid with a fucking engine in his calf. Yep. Like, so you've got to have some kind of like regulation there. Right. So like, I love when there's superhero stories, that get into the red tape side of things. So I was actually really excited for this interaction because I was like, man, they're going to red tape the fuck out of these boys, which they kind of did. And that's when the police officer, when the police chief was like, well, that's the official stance of the police force. But me personally, thank you boys so much. Like he's super like humble, indebted to them. And he's like, he's like, but what's unfortunate is like, we can't say that you guys did this. So you guys won't get any credit for what you did, even though I know that you guys did amazing work. And I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. You have such promising career. You know what I mean? Like, he's really fucking like really just fucking greasing them up here. But he means it. But he has to kind of play like the political red tape side, too. And he's just like, hey, straight up, 
nobody, nobody is ever going to know what you did here today, which we, we get glimpses of that throughout the rest of the season when people start talking about, oh, man, hey, Endeavor was the one who saved everybody when it was really these kids. Yeah, it, got, it kind of sucks for them. They're kind of, I mean, they, they got did all the work and they get, basically can't yeah. take credit for it because they'll basically go to jail. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, which I think is, it's it's kind of a neat catch-22 that these kids are in, right? Like, they're they're already in a position where they, I don't think any other first years have been attacked by hero by villains like twice, you know, not, not the character twice who we'll meet later, uh, not in this season, but like, the, these these first years have already been through more shit than maybe even some pro heroes have been through, but they can't receive any recognition because they don't even have like their provisional licenses yet. Like they're still like freshmen in high school. Yep. So like, I, I think that's a really neat dynamic and they pretty much just tell them that shit straight up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then of course, Tenya kind of comes to realize that he was wrong and he apologizes to the boys and, uh, yeah. Yep. And then I, no, go ahead. They basically just, they, they kind of hash things out and make a full recovery. Yeah. And it's a fun little moment here though, where they talk about like their hands, like, you know, Tenya's like, Oh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to fix this left hand until I can, you know, show that I'm a hero. And Deku's like, well, you know, I kind of have the same thing, you know, you know, look at my hand. Like this is a reminder of my shortcomings. And and like, I like that Shoto's like, well, shit, this is all my fault. Every time I'm involved, you, somebody loses a hand. So they have like kind of like a lighthearted like chuckle there at the end. Yep, and that brings us, Chris, to our next episode, which is actually our first filler of the show. Yes, indeed. Um, but it, it really doesn't feel like too much of a filler. It's mostly just we get to see some brief scenes of some of our other students in their internships, uh, but it mainly focuses on Proppy or Sue, yeah. uh, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call her, um, and her her internship on this like boat and they're basically they kind of run into mm-hmm. some, some some petty thugs that are smuggling selkie some... selkie that's the uh that's the guy's name the, the hero's name like the the guy who's like a seal or an otter or whatever he is mm-hmm. yeah uh, but there, there are some fun moments here um so obviously you know they're all in the hospital but bakugo is like patrolling the sheet the the sheets patrolling the streets with best genus and of course bakugo's not wearing his normal pants our boy is skinny jeans up Fucking Levi five hundred one button fly boy, <laughs> so like it's so funny. Like looking at his like his he has like the fucking like weekend dad look with like his shirt tucked in, the fucking dad jeans going on, and of course he's still got like the the crazy part. And uh, what's so funny here is that like these kids recognize Bakugo, and they're like, "That's the guy who cried like a fucking baby when uh when the sludge monster got him." And of course like Bakugo's hair goes crazy. And he starts like being really mean, and Best Genus is like, "Yo, dude, that's not what you're supposed to do." And he's just like, and he, I guess the big takeaway from there is like, Best Genus is worried that um, that Bakugo, his pride is going to get in the way of him actually being a a, a great hero. And uh, we had, before we get to the the whole thing with because like, that's the bulk of the episode, but we see a moment here with Ochako and uh, Gunhead. That they're she he's teaching her to like fight you know like wheel like you know like how you have like the classic come at me with a knife and you know I'll do this thing and I love how it's like how it's so funny that like you know she's using the knife and he takes her down real quick and he's like okay it's my turn I'll use the knife you know he's how he's just like super excited to like help her out like it's really really funny yeah and then I guess we flash to Sue and like you said she's uh, working- Selkie. 
is it Sue and Ropey and Sophie? Sue, uh, Sir, uh, Sirius is the the sidekick, the the girl. No, I'm saying Sue is in Ropey. Yeah, 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 Ropey. Yeah, they're basically yeah, she's a uh, Selkie all, is her his hero. Yeah, they're all on this like boat, and they basically come across this another boat, and they go to investigate it. And of course, Chris, they kind of fall for like. The captain falls oh. for like the classic trap where it's like, oh, well, what's inside of this? And then they push him down. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> the classic. The old pie in the windowsill trick. Gets him every time. Yeah, and basically they fight off some like octopus villain guy. And, you know, mm-hmm. they beat the guy, you know. His name is like Ink something. Ink, uh, Innsmouth. Yeah, what a, what a awkward name. His name is Innsmouth. Innsmouth. Yeah, that's a weather. Oh, man. I bet he. No wonder he's a villain. He probably got picked on something terrible as a kid. But uh, basically, it was like a, it was like drug smuggling or something is what was going on. And um, uh, the big takeaway from this thing is that Froppy had a moment where uh, Sirius, uh, who is Selkie's um, sidekick, was in a, a, a she was she was be pretty much he had her like held on. He basically had yeah, her, like threatening to kill her. Yeah, and he's like, you need to radio to the to the boat and basically tell him. We went to the coordinates yeah. and we didn't find anything. Yeah, and, and if you don't, she's dead. And of course, like Sirius is like, don't, don't do it. And Froppy has to make a choice here. She either wants to save her friend or be a hero. And like she actually goes for the she yells into the radio, uh, the, the 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 drug the smugglers are here. We you know, help. You know, she basically, you know, she takes the high road on this one. And, you know, I think that's a really big moment here because I feel like a lot of times you always see like the hero try to save the person who's immediately in front of them instead of actually doing the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and Sirius knew like that. That's the, and again, it goes back to this kind of fourth wall stuff. Like I love that this show really hits home the inherent risks of being a hero. Like she got got by a villain. Her, like she could have been killed, but that's, that's what she signed up for. And uh, Froppy did the right thing. By saying, "Hey, here these guys are. Let's get them." And then, of course, uh, quickly before, before, but thankfully, before uh, Sirius can be hurt, Selkie, the the uh, the hero, shows up. And um, what I think is really cool, um, he gets blinded by ends by the villain here, Ends Mouth. But I guess whatever his quirk is, he's able to like I guess use sort of like echolocation to find where the villain is, which I think is really cool. It's a very uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't understand. Uh, you know, if whatever mammal he is, whatever, whatever critter he is, I guess he's like an otter or a, 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 a the sea cow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if that's, if they use echolocation, if that's something that they use to communicate again, I don't know. So pardon my ignorance on that, but I thought that was really cool that that is his quirk. You know, he can echolocate things. So he doesn't really need his eyes. Um, yeah, and then they basically they just beat the snout out of this villain. Oh, they beat the shit out of this guy. Oh, man, they just beat the fuck out of him. It's yeah, great. They, they basically... uh they they kind of commend Froppy. They're like, you're gonna make a great hero one day, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just a fun little filler episode. Um, before we get this following episode, which is just a complete story dump, which is oh yeah, it's a big old story dumper. Yeah. And this is um, this is pretty much what happens here. That the internships are coming to an end. Um, obviously Deku um thanks Gran Torino for all of his help. Um, yeah, and, Gran- and uh, you know, he and Gran, he, well, no, go ahead, please. Gran Torino's like, when De- as Deku's leaving, Gran Torino's like, all right, all might you made a you made a pretty good choice. This kid's gonna be like, yep. the greatest hero. Or he says something like, you know, really like yep. making you feel good about Deku. And uh, 
Yeah, and then I love the last word here is like, um, he asks, you know, what's your name again, Sonny? And it's like, okay, I get you. Yeah, and then he, of course, he announces himself as Deku this time, and uh, yeah, yeah, his his training with Mister Miyagi has come to an end, and it's time to find out, Chris, about the truth about one for all. Absolutely. Um, and and of course, we get back into class, and everyone's like, "Oh, how's your internship go?" And everybody's like, "Oh man, you know, I heard Endeavor, you know, saved, you know, I heard you guys were in trouble, and Endeavor saved y'all from the hero killer." And of course, everybody's making fun of Bakugo's hair. Um. And then, of course, they talk, you know, um, you know, uh, Froppy and Earphone Jack actually got to go on like real cases. You know, they got to do real things. Um, so, of co- and of course, you know, like everybody learned something except uh, except old fucking Mineta was like, all I learned during my internship is that all women are evil. <laughs> it was pretty great. He's like, oh, he's like pretty much all women are demons. It was so funny. Yeah, he definitely got what he had coming to him for being a little pervert the whole time whole show and uh yeah basically mm-hmm. all might he he pulls deku uh, i can't remember if he has him stay after class um but he kind of just pulls him to the side well, well what well what happens is is uh so they do a basic training class where they this is where deku actually shows off his new ability to the rest of the class they do like a uh, like a rescue uh basically they need to rescue all might he's at the end of this course this uh like this this like metal like industrial labyrinth oh that's right and that's right. um i forgot about this part yeah, yeah. so they rescue so, all my yep. Yeah, it's like Deku, um, um, Cellophane, um, Mina, Tenya, and I forget who else. But basically, um, Deku starts using his like his all for his, you know his 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 what's called now all for one full cow. Um, and w- the big takeaway here is like he's doing stuff, and Bakugo's like, "What the hell are you doing, dude? Those are my moves. Like you're using my moves now." Yeah, like um, he- and all. And, it's like you got served, Chris. He stole our moves. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is, in fact. We got a you got served moment here. He stole our moves. Oh no. Start playing here. Yeah. Start playing. We need we need freeway playing in the background, I guess. That's but right. uh but yeah, so but he uh so he, he's maneuvering, but uh he, he looks like he's gonna win this thing, but he actually loses his footing and uh, our man Cellophane actually is the, the winner of this exercise exercise, which is really cool. Um yeah, old what hap- gets himself a win for one. He does, man. One win for old fucking Scotch tape himself. <laughs> but the big thing here is um All Might is like, you know, he 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 temperament says tells everybody, like, hey man, I've noticed you guys, you know, congratulations, great job on the improvement. Um, but he looks at Deku and says, Hey, meet me after class. I got stuff I have to tell you. <clears throat> um, and we have a fun before that happens, we have a fun little lighthearted moment where they're in the locker room changing. Mineta's like uh, I found something uh, that's a hole to the girls' locker room. And uh, he mentions something about all the girls except for Earphone Jack, and she's more pissed. She's, she's like, mad that Mineta's kind of a perv, but she's more mad. He's like, she didn't, he didn't say anything about me. And she fucking sticks her Earphone Jack right in his fucking eyeball. It's so <laughs> funny. It's yep, so great. Trying to have his little peeping Tom moment. Yeah. Yeah, she's more upset about him not mentioning her than anything. exactly. Yeah, she feels super fucking dejected. But uh, but of course now we you know now that lighthearted uh, Mineta moment is over, which you know for the most part moving forward, like Mineta is just he's gonna be our plucky comic relief. Um, so though he does have a really good moment during like the final exams, which is really cool. Um, so now this is where we get the story dump. Here we find out the origins of One for All, which um. 
basically, and because th- I think the big thing here, and I really like how they addressed it, that um, you know, he makes sure that um, you know, he he wants Deku to understand that you know why Stain did not inherit all for one, you know, one for all, because even though, even though you know, because you know, because he he transferred it to Deku by using his DNA, right? He gave him a piece of hair to eat. So you know, how come Stain, even though he got some of Deku's DNA, how did he not get it? It's because all for one can, or one for all cannot be taken forcibly. Deku can only give it to somebody if he wishes it. Um, and then he pretty much says that, you know, th- this is a special quirk and tells, talks about how it started. Um, that all, one for all is actually a quirk that's derived from a quirk called all for one. Um, and this and this is um, and this this dates back to when Quirks first like appeared, um, and there was a guy who could actually take Quirks from people, um, and he kind of rose up to lead like I guess all the villains essentially. And the idea was, and the reason he kind of rose up was there were people who wanted Quirks that didn't have them, and people who had Quirks that really didn't want them. Um, and I don't want to go too much into that because, like I said, season five, episode two actually goes into a lot more detail about this. But basically what happens is he has the, the guy who has all for one has a younger brother that doesn't have a quirk at all. So he gives his younger brother a quirk that could culminate and cultivate powers. Um, and that that quirk that was given to his brother that can cultivate powers is one for all. Yeah, and basically, it seems like I think his brother actually had a quirk, but they just didn't know uh, yeah, about his it. Yeah, his quirk. That's right. I'm glad you said that. He could like stockpile. Like he could he could pretty much take a quirk and like almost like put it in reserve, essentially. Yeah, and so that combines with the quirk that he was given, and that mm-hmm. is what eventually becomes uh wait which one's which one yeah, for all, yeah. all uh, for one yeah but yeah all one all yeah all for one created one for all and um and the the cool thing there is uh all might actually mentions how ironic it is that justice is born out of evil it's a very cool um, very cool little little story that he tells here absolutely it's, it's super it's, it's neat that like like you said like that this came from evil like this this mighty mm-hmm. like power for good came from like the mm-hmm. most evil power because basically he then goes in to tell the story that like the brother that has all for one ends up kind of becoming like like the the quintessential like villain like the yeah like the main villain of the old times essentially and mm-hmm. basically yep. and then he talks about the the his power now getting past generations and yeah no absolutely yeah because this the brother couldn't end up defeating his other brother. And he, mm-hmm. he ended up passing the cork down. Eventually, of course, that gets to All Might, and it seems yep, like who actually does defeat him, or yeah, seemingly seems, defeated him. And it seems like All for One's basically he, he killed he killed the last owner of One for All. Or All mm-hmm. for God, dude, it's so hard getting yeah. these confused. I have mm-hmm. to keep looking at the Funko Pops because I have uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have the villain up here, and I'm like. Which one's which again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think all for one because you're being selfish, yep. bringing it to one. Think that one is evil. Yeah. So basically, all for one killed the previous uh, one for all user, and mm-hmm. eventually, of course, it got to All Might. All Might defeated him. Um, I guess they he thought he killed him. Yep. Uh, 
Batman, but it seems like that is not the case because apparently he believes that he is the one that's behind the League of Villains. He believes that he's like the, the mastermind behind them. Yep, um, and he also lets Deku know that you're probably going to face him one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he, he kind of <laughs> comes to this conclusion is because the evidence that we saw on the Nomus earlier, where like the, the one guy was yep. like a petty criminal and was given like multiple quirks. Yep, it's very much if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. It's probably all for one. Yep. Um, and one of the things here, and this this is where we kind of have like this moment, this kind of what's going on moment, because Deku's like, I understand, and I'll do my best because I can do anything as long as I've got you by my side. And All Might's like, Ugh. yeah, as Deku's walking away, All Might's kind of he, he doesn't tell him everything like he, he was going to. Um, but basically, he mm-hmm. says, by the time you you face, uh. All for one. I probably I, I, won't be around. Yeah, I won't be around. So it kind of, kind of hits you. You're like, oh, well, maybe our boy All Might yeah. isn't gonna be here too much longer. And uh... exactly. Um, and then uh, coming down the home stretch of this season, uh, so we have our, a moment here in homeroom class. Aizawa says, hey, there's a there's during summer break, there's gonna be some training. There's a there's a forest lodge, almost like a, a getaway here for uh for some extra hero training. Um. But if uh, but you have to pass your final exam, or you'll be stuck pretty much doing summer school. Yeah, um, yeah, if you pass your final exam, you get to go to summer camp and uh, continue your training. It, Otherwise, you're you're stuck at summer school. Yep, and no one wants to go to summer school unless Mark Harmon's your teacher. But that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. So of course they have three days of uh, written exams, which. Oh, Pretty man. boring, but we kind of just skim right through that, and then we get to the good stuff, which is, of course, the practical exam, Chris. Yep, because they all break. Uh, they all break through. They all break into little groups, and we can kind of just kind of gloss over that because they all they all have a ranking, um, and you know they all break into like study groups, and a lot of people go to Yayarozu's house, and they're like, oh man, this girl's loaded. So you know, you and Bakugo is like teaching. Uh, Bakugo, uh, oddly enough, is like, actually really really intelligent when it comes to this stuff. So he's like he's like tr- like teaching Kirishima and all that stuff. So they're all like studying for the um for the written exams. But one of the things that's happening while this is going on is we get to see a flash. Um, we see a doctor and a um a a kind of a hidden figure here. Um, and basically we're getting some um some information that um that he th- this guy pretty much says that you know the job of leading these villains is Shigaraki, um. And the doctor that he, this guy's speaking to is like, hey, you know, I don't know if he can do it. And if uh, that, if, I mean, I mean, if you were leading this thing, I think things would be a lot better. Uh, well, I mean, the guy pretty much is, well, like this guy clearly has some injuries. Um, <clears throat> and he says that, um, but he's like, no, we're going to, we're going to let, uh, we're going to let Shigaraki pretty much handle this because he was born to be my successor. And that's kind of where that cuts away from that. Kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger talking about these villains. Um, it does, it does. Um, now, one of the things here, Cody. So we talked about the written exam, which was very kind of glossed over. Um, but now we get to the practical exam. So up leading up to the practical exam, they were kind of told that, oh, you're just gonna be fighting more of those robots from the entrance exam. No big deal. Like that's what they've done in the past. Well. When it comes time to take the uh, the the practical exam, they find out they get to I guess wherever the uh, where they're going there to take the exam. They find out Cody they're uh, they're not fighting robots. They're going toe to toe against the faculty. That's right, Chris. And they kind of get divvied up into teams of two, and uh, 
Each, yeah. Each group of two basically has to take on one member of the faculty. Uh, we even got the principal out here. We got Midnight out here. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we got the whole fucking gang. And uh, I want to say we have, uh, so Nezu is up against Kaminari, and Mina, 13, is against uh, uh, Yaya Ayoyoma, the belly button laser, uh, sparkling. Well, I'll call it sparkling. Him and uh, Ochako. Uh, Present Mike is against Koji and uh, Earphone Jack. Uh, Ectoplasm is against um, Sue and um, Tokiomi. Midnight is against uh, uh, Cellophane and Grape uh, Mineta. Um, Snipe is against uh, Toru and uh, uh, Invisible Girl. And cement toss is against uh, Ijira, uh, against Kirishima, and uh, our, our sugar fella. Yep, I'm surprised you remembered and... all those. I couldn't remember all of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's and one then more. We've got. Uh, I forget? Yeah, well, we got. Well, there's two more. We got uh, the guy with the fucking uh, the the suit, uh, like uh, Aliens Two, the fucking suit. Uh, he's up against uh, Tenya and uh... Uh, the tail guy, big tail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually have a list uh, of the names here. Exactly. Oh, actually, but there's, then... there's two more after that, because we got Todoroki and Yayorozu. Yeah. Unless you already said that one. Oh, yeah, they, no, they they go up against Aizawa, and then like the main event, we got All Might versus Bakugo and, um, and uh, Deku. So, really, a lot of these go by quick. The ones that really matter... Um, Cementos beats uh, Kirishima and um, uh, Rikido, I think is his name. I don't remember what his, his hero name is. But basically, he beats them because they they try to attack him head on. They don't understand that they need to come up with He pretty much just keeps putting cement blocks between them, and they just they wear themselves out. Um, yeah, and they actually then have, I wanna... there's actually two ways. There's multiple ways they can win. They can either handcuff the heroes or they can escape. or escape from the arena yeah yeah so they lose because they basically run out of power and uh they run out of time eventually because there's like a 30 minute yep. time limit yeah 30 minute time limit absolutely um and i want to say there uh there some there's only another one other team that loses um yeah. and i think it's uh the team that nezu faces uh yeah kaminari and uh mina um that's a really fun fight too, because like Nezu, pretty much is like you know he was an animal that was experimented on, so he like uses this opportunity to like kind of like take out some pent up revenge on humans, which I thought was really really funny. Yeah, and they definitely go into the fight underestimating him, which oh yeah, big you time. know is a mistake like in any anime or any show really. Like anybody that gets underestimated, you're like oh yeah, the soft spoken principles. That. Oh, and they in fact do. Um, I want to say everybody else wins their fights. Um, the big ones here. Um, so Midnight is against Mineta and Cellophane, and she takes out Cellophane very, very quickly. Um, and what's really great here is uh, Mineta actually uses his perviness to his advantage because he knows pretty much everything about Midnight. So he runs away and, and pretty much makes her kind of come, makes her come after him, and. He pretty much traps her with his uh with his he uses his special move his grape rush, and uh, traps her with his, his sticky balls, and uh, but of course this whole time he's like mad at uh, cellophane he's like you know if you wouldn't have saved me it would be me laying in her lap I would be you know I'd be you know you know I'd be the, I'd be the one cuddled up next to her, but he actually uses that and everything he knows about midnight to its advantage as and is able to trap her and grab up uh, cellophane and 
escape for the win, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Sue and um, Tokiomi actually work really well together, and they're able to use their quirks, and uh, they actually get ectoplasm. They actually cuff his leg, or they um, because like Sue actually like swallows the handcuffs, um, but then is able to like regurgitate them, and then uh, Dark Shadow actually puts puts it on the cuffs. Uh, um, ectoplasm. Uh, let's see what else. What else is noteworthy? Um, Tenya, it, they, they make pretty quick work of. Uh, I guess his name is Power Loader. I'm seeing here. Uh, Tenya is pretty much able to just uses. I, I, he. Um, I want to say he launches. Yeah, he pretty much la- sacrifices himself to launch. Uh, um, Mashiro pretty much over him, and he's able to escape. Yep, and then uh, then we get to Todoroki and uh, Yayorozu and. Basically, they're up against uh, Aizawa, of course, and he basically instructs her. He's like, hey, just keep making little objects, which, of course, she just makes these little Russian dolls. And he's like, and whenever... Yeah. You, know, you whenever... can't make them anymore. That's how we know he's around. Yeah. And you can which tell... is super smart. Basically, their fight is basically just building up her confidence because she, she's kind of lost confidence because, obviously, at the sports festival, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tokiomi just pushed her out of the ring and she was done. And... You know, yep. she she kind of feels uh, almost a little disheartened because she was yeah, cause she was like personally selected, like she was like one of the rec like she like her and Todoroki were like the recommendation students, which mm-hmm. means they didn't have to go through a lot of the bullshit to get there. They were just like, oh, these kids. It's like it's like you know using the money on the sly to get into like an Ivy League school. They kind of side doored their way in. You know what I mean? Though, granted, they clearly have the talent that it's okay, but there there's some influence there that help get them in over some other people yeah and so eventually they like overcome that they work together and they end up i want to say they cuff aizawa as well they do and what's crazy here right the big thing here is also that like so the plan that todoroki has doesn't work and you know aizawa kind of scolds him he's like you never even talked to her man like she had an idea but like todoroki was so hell-bent on like all right we're gonna do this he never even stopped to like really ask what her idea is and uh, when Todoroki got apprehended, or he he got he got tied up, and he starts going after Yayorozu, and she she actually instead of running towards the exit, she runs back to Todoroki, and he's like, "I'm sorry, what's your idea? I know you have one. You know, I you were getting ready to say it, I didn't let you say it." So she comes up with actually a really good idea, and it it actually gets Aizawa, but what she was worried that like. Hey, you know, when I saw when you saw that I missed the catapult thing, you still backed off. And as I was like, oh, no, I saw that you missed. But I didn't know what Todoroki was going to do. He still had a beat on me. So the only smart thing to do was to back off. And, you know, pretty much just pretty much they both let her know that, hey, you know, your idea was perfect. You know, great job. You know, you knew, you know, pretty much like you said, they're helping her regain her confidence. They're like, you know what you're doing. Don't 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 question that. So, so that was really awesome. I was really happy to see her get her uh, confidence back. We'll, we'll get how Yayorozu got her groove back, I guess. That's right. And then, uh, then we get another episode, which is kind of just some some quick flashes through these next few uh, rounds. Yeah. Um, of course, we got Ochaku and Sparkly Boy. Um, they're about to get sucked into Thirteen's black hole ability. Yeah. Um, and then ochaku just kind of like goes into her like martial arts phase that she that's right she uses her rex kwan do that she learned yeah and uh manages to cuff 13 Mm -hmm. um and then pretty great 
the, uh, the only real key part here is uh, Yuga actually asks Chaku if, if she likes Deku. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. Yep. Man. Did you like him? Do you <laughs> like him? 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 <laughs> then we go over to uh, Kaminari and Mina. Uh, like I mm-hmm. said, they, they underestimate Principal Nezu, and he basically puts him in like this giant like building maze where there's only one exit, and they run out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Then we go over to Headphone Jack and Koji. Is his name Koji Koda? Yep. I believe. And, yep, because uh, they, they've got to get past uh, President Mike, which, of course, he's got him locked down with his uh, with his screeching. Yeah. And I love that he... I love that he can talk to animals, but he is so fucking scared of bugs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically, this is actually my least favorite part of the whole show so far, is President Mike mm-hmm. just constantly yelling, because I swear... Chris, his volume is turned up louder than anything else. Oh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah I'd I, like turn the volume down on the TV every time he started screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they they manage. Koji actually manages to like burrow underground and like talk to the insects and all these bugs and. Yep, and they're like, "Oh shit, you can talk." Yeah, and he uh, basically just swarms present Mike with all these bugs, and they make their way through the escape. Um. And then we flash over to uh, Invisible Girl and Old Six-Arm Boy, and they're going up against our boy Snipe. Um, and basically... Yeah, yeah, it, they they, uh, they pretty much used our, use her stealth to uh, to get him, pretty much. Yeah, being invisible kind of comes in handy when you're trying to arrest somebody, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, that's she, pretty, she's pretty much the best stealth hero ever. Yep, and then um, I think if there's anything else... Oh, and then, of course, Minata, or... Yeah, he, yeah. He, they take out Midnight, um, and then we're 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 ready for our main event, Chris. Um, Pretty much, yeah. We we've got uh we've got Deku and Bakugo against All Might, and of course, All Might plays the villain very very well. Like he lets himself be known immediately by destroying pretty much the entire center of this uh this city simulation that they're in. And what's great here is like Deku's like, hey, we can't beat this guy. We need to run, and Bakugo's like. Go fuck yourself. We're gonna fight this guy, um, but um, yeah, and they're supposed to be working together, so that you can tell, you know, when these two are paired up, you know, there's gonna be some issues there. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so basically, Bakugo goes in, tries to take on All Might head on, just gets absolutely obliterated, smacked around. Um, oh man! And then All Might ends up like basically pinning Deku down with like this. I don't know, it's like a piece of metal that from all the destruction that he's caused. Yeah, almost like a like a piece of fence, like just sticks it in the ground and like sticks him under it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, all my we get we really, get some. He's really playing it up like a true villain. Um, oh man, he's beating the shit out of these kids. Like he's just really like just beating the fuck out of them. Um, but what's really cool here, um, is you know Deku and Bakugo reluctantly do start to work together. Um, but what's really great here is, you know, All Might starts to see that, like, because also, too, like, he, like, Bakugo, I, I want to say, like, he starts to, like, give up, or no, he's, um, I forget what happens here, but, like, he wants to give up, and Deku's like, no fucking way, like, the, like, the Bakugo I know never gives up, like, all you want to do is win no matter what, your hands go up, and they stay there. <laughs> Uh, so, 
I, I so yeah, they you. use uh, they, <laughs> I caught the reference there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, but like, so what they do is they pretty much they they figure out something to do. They kind of do a combination of both. Like they do some like uh, like some fleeting attacks where like they use uh Baku, like they each like use Bakugo's gauntlets. Like he he gives one to Deku and he takes one, and they just kind of start blasting All Might with them. Um, and that's how they're able to start getting away. But uh, All Might catches up to them very quickly and pretty much just destroys the gauntlets. Like with just like. Like a couple of swift karate chops. Yeah, and basically they were trying to make their way to the exit while like fighting him off. Yep. Um, but and then All Might shows up, destroys the gauntlets, and uh, mm-hmm. he basically has pa- Bakugo like pinned down, and uh, you know Izuku instead of just running towards the exit and getting the easy win, he he always yeah, which just... by the way he fucking he like pretty much breaks Deku's back. Yeah. Yeah, but and smashes him into a school bus for God's <laughs> sake! Like he beats the shit out of these children. Yeah, and then uh, of course Izuku comes back to try and save Kachan, and uh, actually hits All Might with quite the punch to the face as well. Oh man, yeah, and, and what's so great here? He actually um, instead of running right for the exit, like you said, he comes back and gets Bakugo and punches him. But like, what's what's crazy here is like. All Might's power starting to wear off because you can see the steam coming off of him, the blood coming out of his mouth. So he kind of really has no choice but to let them go. Yeah, you you kind of get the feeling that he could have fought more, but uh, he's he's running out of a uh, running out of juice. Absolutely, but really the big thing here is like you you got some you got you understood like where like Bakugo's fight comes from, and you you still get this like I love this complicated relationship between Bakugo and Deku. It's like. It's like you almost want to be like, just fuck each other already, right? Like you want to just like <laughs> you want to just say that to them, but like I don't know. It's like they're friends, but they're enemies, but they're rivals. But like I'm sure they'd give each other the shirt off their back. It's like they're 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 straight up like frenemies, right? And I think I just don't think they know it yet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a fun little rivalry um, going forward too. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's great. Um, no, go ahead. That's basically the end of our uh, of our uh, practical examples. Um, Absolutely, and um, this episode ends with uh, with actually a scene in the uh, the League of Villains uh, new bar where we have our I guess Giren, who's like pretty much like the villain recruiter. He pops in to speak with uh, uh, Shigaraki and is like, uh, you know, hey, I've got some recruits here for you. And th- here we're introduced to our man Dobby and uh, Toga, Himiko Toga. Two very iconic characters from this show. Um, Absolutely, yeah. These villains end up doing some big things uh, in the future. But uh, you know, going into our last episode here, Cody, there is uh, they don't they uh, Shigaraki is not impressed uh, by these kiddos, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, them! We don't we don't need them." And the reason he doesn't like them is because they they're really attached to uh stain's ideology yes which which was you know like we said earlier like stain's ideals were kind of the call to arms to all these we're jealous like he is very very jealous that like you know pretty much everything he did in this uh attack on hoshu pretty much got got overridden by everything that stain had done so shigaraki basically he gets pissed off and they all kind of go to clash, and then Kurogiri, of course, he opens about fifteen different portals. So. Oh man, you got arms and hands, and everybody's <laughs> just away, and like uh, it, it basically, basically, he prevents like the big encounter there, and then uh, basically Shigaraki, yeah. he's he's pissed off, so he kind of storms off, and Kurogiri's just like, hey, you know, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin time. in this recruitment for now. Yeah, give it some time. It'll, it'll come around. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure everybody will get the answer they're looking for. And then uh, to to end uh, to end this season, uh, so we go back to homeroom, and of course, the, the, there's people that that failed the practical, and they're worried that they're going to be stuck in summer school. And of course, Izawa's just like, well, we fucking love, we got you again. Uh, everybody's going to, to to summer camp, and he's like, you know. He's like, there's no way we would separate you like that because the people that failed actually need to go here the most. Yeah, so once again, Aizawa's fooled us all. And uh, yeah. everybody gets to go to space camp, you know. They get to. Yeah, we, I love it. I absolutely love it. So they got their brochures, and they're going to be gone for a week. So what do they decide to do? Uh, they go to Sears. Yay! You know, cue the yeah. Brady Bunch theme. So they all they all group up. and Because uh, I want to say it's uh, – it's, um, Fuck, it's a Kaminari that's uh, not Kaminari, yeah, uh, yeah, Kaminari that says that hey, you know, I don't think we've gone, we've done anything as a class together. Yeah, and so him and Mina Shido, they both come up with a plan to hang out as a group yep. and go shopping. Um, that's right, they shop it up. Women be shopping, baby, I tell you. And of course, Chris, when they get to the mall, everybody goes to all their favorite stores, and it ends up just kind of ends up being Deku on his own. Um, yeah, but, well, it's first it's Deku and Ochako, and then she, uh, she pretty much like freaks out because uh, she remembers what Ioma said to him uh, that you like him, like him, like him, <laughs> like him, and she's like, "Oh, I need to go get stuff," and she like runs off, and he's just like, "Oh well, shit, I guess I'm here by myself," yeah, and man. that's uh, hear oh a boy, your voice, Chris. Oh, we sure do, and uh, we get a little hand around the throat, and we realize that uh, it, and Deku also quickly realizes that Shigaraki is here out in plain sight. And, uh, well, he's got his hands around Deku's throat, and he pretty much tells him, he's like, hey, I'm just here for a conversation, but if you move, um, all I got to do is, uh, you know, kind of put my last finger around your throat, and that's it. Yeah, it turns out it was, I guess it was uh, Shigaraki's shopping day, too. Maybe he wanted to, I don't know, maybe he had yeah. to stop into his local Hot Topic, or... Wanted yeah, maybe he wanted, wanted to, to go to GameStop and <laughs> wanted know. to grab some Panda Express from the mall, you know. <laughs> you know how that goes. Maybe some uh, some great American steak and potato company or whatever it's called. Get some free samples, you know. That's right. Some Dippin' Dots, maybe. He's there for the Dippin' Dots. I, Shigaraki looks like a Dippin' Dots kind of guy. Now he's it th- is the ice cream of the future, after all. <laughs> now he's threatening a 15-year-old kid. So, uh... Oh, man. Huh. Boy, th- things escalate very quickly. But um, but you know, he pretty much just tells Deku that it's like, hey man, you know, he, he's just kind of pissed that Stain got all the attention, um, and he just said, he kind of starts he kind of starts having like a like asking Deku rhetorical questions, and pretty much the long story short is he comes to realize that pretty much everything happening is All Might's fault. Yep. So he pretty much is just like, that's it. Like All Might, All Might is the catalyst to all of this, and. He's like, thank you for helping me come to this realization. And of course, you know, as that happens, uh, Ochako arrives and realizes, hey, what's going on? And um, Deku, uh, you know, pretty much Deku's like tells her to get back. And uh, and at this point, uh, Shigaraki's kind of like, yeah, you know what? I've got what I need here. Um, he's like, well, don't, you know, don't say anything because I sure would hate to kill, you know, because he's pretty much like, I'll kill you. Then before a hero gets here, what? I'll kill like thirty people. You know what I mean? Like he really like says that, you know, there's nothing that could stop me from killing pretty much everybody here before a hero shows up. And because Deku doesn't want that, he lets him walk away. Yep. And then of course, and he just kind of disappears into the crowd. Yeah. And then of course, Ochaku, she contacts the police and basically they question Deku. He kind of. Just... 
Yeah, they shut the mall down after that. They're, they they shut down the mall, set up the dragnet. They're looking for uh, Shigaraki here. Yeah. And uh, well, one of the cool moments here, Cody, is what I like when um, I like how like Deku's very you know concerned, but like the uh, uh Sukuuchi, uh, I'm gonna say his name wrong pretty much every time, but like he says, hey, you know, you saved a lot of lives today, uh, Deku. Like you know, you 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 stayed calm, and nobody got hurt. Like he's like, that's beyond commendable. You know what I mean? And then we kind of have this moment here where All Might shows up, and you know we have we have this this thing that All Might says like there's you know there's a, there's a time where you know not even not even All Might can save everyone, um, and that's why you need to you know be more you know really double down on your convictions as, as the symbol of peace. And of course, Deku's mom shows up, and she is just Cody. She she's had enough. She is she can't take her baby being in these perilous situations anymore. And uh, another thing that we can note on also is Shigaraki, when he showed up, he actually didn't have the hand over his face, which is... That's right. It's interesting. It's like the first time we saw him like that. Um, He's very... He has very dry skin. He could definitely use some uh, some, some aloe vera, some, you know, some, <laughs> nice, some nice Jurgens, uh, maximum strength healing. Yeah. He looks all... He also looks very thirsty. Like, not like <laughs> thirsty as like, uh, you know, as like a slang, but like, get this kid some water. Yeah, he actually just needs a drink, like... Yeah, so he very looks like dry, very dry. His, his face looks like SpongeBob when he's all dried up. Yeah, when he's over at Sandy's house. Yep. Yes. Uh, but um, but yeah, it kind it kind of comes to the close, and we get to see one quick scene of uh, actually all for one. Yep. You don't get to yep, see he's... like his full reveal, I guess, but it, the subtitles actually say that it's him. Yep. You get a well, you on, yeah. And you see, like, his face is very much, like, scarred. Like, there, there's some serious injuries going on there. And pretty much that, like, you know, he, he tells uh, he is very, very happy with uh, with Shigaraki's development and that uh, that pretty much Shigaraki is the way I, I'm grooming him to be the future. And that is pretty much how season three, uh, season two ends. Uh, we the, the stage is set, Cody, for a throwdown with the League of Villains. Um, the kids are going to go to summer camp. So who knows? Who knows what's in store next? Um, we do, of course, because yeah, we're going to we watch. We've, we've seen this before. <laughs> of course we have. And, uh, and of course, next week we're going to cover um, the first half of season three, which I believe covers the training camp. Yeah. I want to say the first half is just all of the, what happens at the training camp. I'm trying to remember, honestly. It's been a little while since I've seen season three. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know, summer camp doesn't go quite, quite the way yeah, you'd, well, you'd expect your your standard uh, summer camp. Yeah, we we meet some very uh, weird characters at summer camp. Uh, we meet some neat. We meet some more villains. Um, you know, we we see some more breakthroughs with some of the characters. Um, and then season three kind of comes to a head with uh, with the big showdown that we're expecting. Um, you know, we do get to see all for one. Um, we do get to see All Might go toe to toe with him, and I want to say, you know, as far as the TV show goes, for now, like this is really like season three is really the last time we get to see All Might fight. Yeah, really get to the last time we get to see him really throw down. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so season guess... three is big, and also season three has my favorite opening, my favorite opening of them all. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think the first part of season two has my favorite so far. Uh, That's fair. But, like, all I, the openings I, are really good. Yeah, I can't remember this next one, but obviously we'll be oh, watching man. it very soon. Um, so where are we gonna? 
Where are we stopping it? Well, let's take a look, because I think we should break. We got another 25 episodes. So let's see. Let me look at the episode list. I think episode 13 is... I think we should watch the first 12. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, 1 through 12, because tw that's where the um, the summer camp ends. Okay. And then 13 is where they like move into the, to the school yes. dorms and all that stuff. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll stop. We'll do the first 12 episodes. So we'll go from episode 39 to episode 50. Yep. Um, so we'll be covering that, of course, next week, guys, if you want to follow along. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you can catch it. I believe it's on, what, Crunchyroll, if you have that. It's on Hulu, if you have that, sub and dub, whichever, whatever floats your boat. I use I do the best of both worlds, Cody. I listen to it in English, and I cut the subtitles on. Oh, yeah. that's that, I, that, I do that, the best of both worlds. That's how I watch everything, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you guys want to follow along, just watch those first 12 episodes, season three. Um, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. You guys Absolutely. want to follow us on our socials, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Shonen and Suds. Um, you'll find all the episodes posted there. Uh, anytime we do a poll, you can vote uh, for what we watch next. We won't have a poll for a little while because we got quite a bit left of uh, My Hero Academia. And then yeah, Chris, we've got a couple seasons. we got we, two movies. Where do we, we throw got... the, do we throw the first movie in after season three? I want to say the first movie takes place after season three, yes. Okay. So we'll just go and ahead. then we'll just the go second movie is after season four. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Somewhere around there. If not, I mean, if we're a little off on the movies, it's not too big of a deal. Um, exactly. And then, of course, we'll eventually we'll be able to dive fully into season five and that, that oh, third man. movie that's that's on its way as well. Absolutely. So there's a lot of my hero coming down the uh, coming down the pipe. Um, I'm excited again. Um, you know, season two. I, as I'm going back and watching this stuff, like season two, I remember a lot more fondly. Uh, the first half was a little too slow, but like season two is chock full of stuff. Like season two, like for for it being like a 26 episode season or 25 episode, there's a lot that happens. Like we get an entire sports festival. We get uh, there's some huge character development. We get the the you know the the tee up for the, all the villains in the next season. It was it was jam packed full of action and i i i'm i remember i you know i guess i like it a lot more than i did before not that it was not not that i thought it was bad but now it's you know i i think i'm giving it a little bit more respect now that i've watched it again so yeah a whole lot of whole lot of great stuff comes out of this season and this absolutely like, like it's probably the the quote-unquote worst season but it's still very good absolutely and uh Season three is all gas. Season four is all gas. Season five is off to a great start, even though we're only two episodes in. I'm really excited to go down this journey, Cody. But with uh, that being said, anything else before we uh, sign off today? We've, got, we've gone a little long today, but there's nothing wrong with that. Season two was a lot more meatier than I remembered. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, Chris, that's that's all I got for today. So going to be signing off. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening about My Hero Academia today.